and gentlemen. Triple M has rocked Sydney since way back when. And while some shows come and go, one show remains. Absolutely brilliant. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Here comes the ready and now. Listen to the crowd roar. The greatest sports legends. Would you put your hands together? The soundtrack to your Saturday mornings. And in 2022, a couple of the stars returned to the starting lineup. And here we go. The best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane, and racing royalty, Richard Friedman, join Iron Woman, Candace Warner. Seatbelts on. Welcome. So welcome back. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. And a very good morning, everybody. Dan Ganane off sick today, so you've got Maroon in the chair just filling in for the uh, fellow Wiley, Wiley recoups and gets himself better. It's a Saturday morning. It's Dead Set Legends. It's Election Day, which we'll talk about very shortly. Candace Warner, uh, welcome to you. Yeah, thank you, and welcome to you. It's really nice to see you, and yeah. obviously, uh, Dan, we wish you well, but it's really nice to have you here. Yeah, a couple of South supporters just yeah. hanging out together. Yeah, how good. Doesn't know? get much better than that, does it? Oh. Sickening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, after last night, Rich Freeman. Good to see you too, mate, after all these years. Oh, great to see you again, Maroon. It's yeah. a love in here, but um, oh, I've been, I'm down here in Melbourne, as, yeah. as you know, mm. and got to saddle up a couple of runners later in the day. One of them might have a chance. We'll talk about that a bit later. Yeah. But... Oh, I've been keeping my eye on the, the rugby league last night and on the Swans. Big disappointment, but never mind. Most importantly for both of you, before we get onto the sport, uh, and to you first, Rich, because you're out of town, have you voted? Postal. I did postal yep. voting because I knew I'd be out of town and I you know, forgot to change where I was registered at, uh-huh. so I wanted to vote, so I posted yep. a, a voting. Yep. I got a tip on the election. Mm. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What's I that? Reckon, I, reckon my, I reckon independence might be very big this election, a lot bigger than people think, and that mm-hmm. might lead to a minority government, and I think it's probably a Labor minority government. There's my Ooh, tip. Okay. Oh, okay. Are you that into it, Candace? Or? No, not as much as Rich. I just yes. vote because mm. you, you have to, otherwise you get a fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I was going to vote all week. There's a little local hall that you usually go to, but I got busy, so... Mm. Um, you know, I'll, t- I'll take the kids later today. They can play in the, the school equipment. I'll get them a cupcake and a, and a sausage sizzle and put my vote in. Yeah. Well, I went to that actual hall that you were yep. talking about. How The paper's getting bigger and bigger. You know, the paper they yes. give you. My God, it's like a metre long, isn't it? Yeah. And you know what I heard during the week? That they're actually struggling to get people to... Um, to work in those um, polling booths and areas like that. I think the government, um, all because of COVID, and yeah. the government made one million phone calls to try and get people, and um, everyone's going down like Dan with either the flu or COVID. Yeah. So yeah. why aren't yes. we voting online by now? Mm. It's 2022. Mm. Surely we can all <laughs> vote <laughs> online. Anyway, if you're on your way to voting, hope that made you feel a little bit better, and hope the sausage sizzle is okay mm. uh, at the school or the hall where you vote. We've got a, one, a lot to unpack this morning, lots and lots going on in rugby league, which we will talk about. Plenty happening in swimming too, so we'll get uh, one of our Triple M regulars, Liesl Jones, on as well. Uh, shortly, though, we talk about Manly losing a controversial game last night to Parramatta. It's the Dead Set Legends on Triple M. Game, set and match. And other cliches time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner. It's the Dead Set Legends on Triple M. Now, there was some uh, NRL, of course, last night. Um, well, firstly, we had the Tigers taking on the Doggies, and the Tigers won that game 36 points to 22. There was a little bit of a scare about three-quarters of the way through, but they got there quite easily in the end. Doggies and Tigers fans will talk about that game a little later on. Uh, we want to kick off with this Manly game, Parramatta 22, Manly 20. Uh, 
Parramatta taking the lead just near full time and hanging on after a little bit of controversy, which we will get to. First things first, though, the injury to uh, Tommy Trebojevic Turbo and obviously what it means to Blues fans. But I'll go to you first, Rich, because you're a Manly fan. What does this mean for you Manly fans? Well, it's not good, is it? No. You know, it's he's the, be four, the best six player weeks. in the game. He's gone off with a dislocated shoulder. I hope it's not too bad. I mean, Manly, look, Manly, I guess, are hanging in there. That, to to get back into the eight and get back into the, you know, try and get into the top four, they'd have to have Tommy back on the park for an extended period of time and just don't know if that's going to happen. Mm. Well, for, for me, it's, it's, it's the worry about New South Wales. Like who's going to replace him? I know the obvious choice is going to be your, your, your Crichton or your Stags, but obviously being a very loyal Bunny supporter, I like uh, Campbell Graham. Oh, here we go. No, no, there but we I go. think... Oh, started. Yeah, but I, no, it's not. I think I've really got a really valid point. He's been in the New South Wales system. Mm. He's a big body, just like, um, you know, Tommy is, and he's brilliant in defence. So, so and, why wouldn't you give him a crack? And he wears red and green. Or Cardinal and Myrtle. Yeah, but very rarely do Rabbitohs players get called up into origin. We've seen years gone by when you go back to Merritt, you know. Yeah, you know, he didn't really get a fair well, crack, did he? He didn't get a fair yeah. crack. Oh, here it is. No, but I'm just the, saying, Campbell this is Graham the has old been in the paranoia system. from the Souths fans. We're, we're done. We're harsh. harsh yeah. No, no I, I honestly believe that his name should be at least in the mix. I think absolutely, and he's played 100-plus NRL games, exactly. so I think Campbell would be a good choice. But I think, like, before we get to that, you know, like, if I'm a – you're a South supporter, yep. and so am I, so we don't want to go down that road. Mm. But if a player gets injured yep. – you don't go, oh, he's going to be out for origin. You're going to go, oh, he's going to be missing for our team. If I'm a Manly mm. fan, you know, you had yeah. an interesting theory before we got on air. Mm. Maybe now he sits down for six, eight weeks and a lot of things just get mended, you yeah. know, just has well, some time Well, we know off. he's had that cork in, in above his knee. He's had the injuries. He hasn't looked his best this year, but last night, you know, we saw some glimpses yes. of what he's mm. what he's capable of. And, and I think even Tommy at... at Half best is is better than a lot of the other players, yeah. so it's a huge blow for the Seagulls fans. I hope he doesn't need a reconstruction because if that's the case, then that will be season. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go, rugby league fans. Candace Warner has a suggestion for Origin and massive shock, Rich. It's a Souths player. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, oh, who'd have thought? Yeah, yeah but at least I'm consistent. <laughs> Absolutely. Now let's uh, go to some audio from the press conference here because there was some controversy. Uh, at the death of the game, which which virtually handed the game back to Parramatta, it was a, a tackle from uh, Tua Palutu, who is an outside back for the Manly side. If you saw the game, you know what happened. This is what Des Hasler had to say about it in the press conference. The Tua Palutu tackle at the end, did you have a view and review of that? Did you think that it was not high, perhaps? Yeah, it wasn't high. No. It was a good tackle. It's a brave tackle. It's a, They're called a try-save. Yeah. You know, and the idea of the game is defence and the idea of a try-save is to um, to come up with big plays. It was a great play. Well, you had to feel terribly sorry for Manly. They'd done enough to win that game, and, and that is the thing, what I, I do love about Manly as a club traditionally. Last week, they were absolutely flogged. They come back this week, play 80 minutes of football, Candice, and nearly knock over one of the big guns. Yeah, the thing I liked about Manly last night, they were a real different side to the the side that um, we saw at Magic Round. They were more aggressive. They were a lot tougher through the middle. I liked what I saw about Manly last night. They just, it was just unfortunate that Parramatta were too good in the end.
Really? Nine-two penalty count. We'll have mm. more about that later. <laughs> oh, here um, he goes. Yeah, but I'll tell you what. Daily Cherry even said a, a, a thing after the match, which I thought rang true. He said, look, we lost the match. Fair enough, they won. He said, if we play like that every week, yep. we'll be okay. Mm. And I think that's exactly right. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, you, you see Daly last night, some of the passes that he was doing, they, they were massive, like 20 metres long, and they were so accurate. Ruben Garrick, I thought, had a really good game, crossed over the line a few times. So there was a much better performance last night. What about Parramatta, guys? Because Parramatta have proven this year they're a side that can bounce back quickly. That's the first thing, because they were beaten last week by the Roosters. But Parramatta are a side that can go out and get the big scalps. They've beaten Melbourne a couple of times. They've beaten Penrith in a close game as well. Do you think, Candice, do you think that they can go one or two steps further this year? Look, I think the thing with Parramatta is we know that they've got the blueprint to beat those top sides. But what I think they struggle with, they're, they're a little bit inconsistent. So the teams that they should beat, yeah, um, it's like they put so much pressure on themselves because they know they should beat them and then they, you know, they, they crumble. So yeah. I think if they can perform better in those games that they're expected to win, then they'll be a much more polished side. And um, I think that's their downfall at the moment. Rich? Well, they're in striking distance of the top four, and that'll be their aim. You get in the top four, you've got a chance of winning the comp. Um, you know, it depends what they do the back end of the season, but they certainly are a, be- a much better side now than they were when they started. And, you know, no one really, you know, no one was really much interested in them early in the season, but they're, they're building. They're, they're a side to watch. Yeah, it would be lovely to see for the first time since 1986. Now, there was some great audio coming from the press conference once again. When the phone rang from Brad Arthur, I'll play the audio and then we'll talk about it. Tonight, just how important has he been the past few weeks? Bit of a new role for him as well. Yeah, he's been. It is. Darling, you got me again. <laughs> Swear to God, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? If I, if I'm, it wouldn't matter who I was with. That, by the way, Brad Arthur's wife rung while he was in the press conference. <laughs> you know, if I, I could be talking to the Pope. The Prime Minister, if my wife rings and you don't pick up that phone, God help you. Absolutely. Yeah. If the wife rings, you answer. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I, if I were Dave Warner, if I, I could be batting <laughs> yeah. and I would take that call. It's a bit Darling, like can you bring some milk home? Yep. <laughs> yes, dear. It's a bit I'm, like I'm just you on a Saturday up. morning, on. Rich, isn't it? Phone's always going off. Mm. <laughs> I like the way Brad Arthur goes, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well... When we come back, we'll talk about that Tigers-Doggies game as well because the Doggies have lost another one. It's the Legends of Triple M. Make sure you're wearing protection because it's about to get rough. There it is, that's out. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. It's the Dead Set Legends on Triple M. Richard Friedman, Candace Warner, Maroon in for uh, Dan Ganane, who's off with the flu. Nasty flu getting around the place and... What's this other one they're talking about now, Rich, on the radio? Monkey COVID. pox. Have you heard about this one? Uh, monkey, monkey pox. pox. Mm. Yeah, it's apparently, apparently it's, it's got into Melbourne here. The bloke came back from overseas. By, they think he's got monkey pox. Um, look, it's, it's like, a, it's a, like a, a small pox, not nearly as severe as yeah. small pox, which has been eradicated, by the way. But monkey pox, it, it can kill you. Really? So be careful. Monkey pox. I yeah. thought maybe it, it's like, you know, you poo in your own hand and throw it at someone or something <laughs> like that. 
monkeypox. Absolutely terrible. Anyway, the Tigers got a win last night over the Bulldogs, um, and the Doggies had such a turbulent week anyway with uh, the resignation of Trent Barrett. Trent Barrett walks out of the club. Mick Potter comes in. Often we see uh, a situation where... For some reason or other, Candace, that side will then lift, but mm. it wasn't to be for the dogs last night. No, but they did have a few players out, um, but again, no excuse. It's, it's been a really sad week for Canterbury. Um, there's been so much turmoil at the club, and I just hope for, for Doggies fans that it gets slightly better for them mm. this year, but I, I honestly can't see it happening. No, no. it's uh, Rich, you know, this is my take on it, just as a bloke who loves the game. I wonder if um, if the Doggies... You know, they probably still don't have great players in key positions. And it doesn't matter who you put into the side, unless you've got the great players in the key positions, you're going to struggle. Yeah, 100% you are. And, and look at their problems. They probably don't just uh, aren't just restricted to on-field or even the playing group or the, or the coaching group. Probably extends up the ladder a little bit. You know, getting rid of the coach, usually there's going to be some sort of difference of opinion at board level. A whole lot of things have got to come right for that club to start climbing its way off the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you are a Doggies fan and you want to say something about this. One triple three five three is the number to call. You can add your thoughts. If I know Doggies fans of among the most passionate in the game, but if you want to say something, one triple three five three, where you see the club's direction from here, who should be the coach, uh, I, I guess one thing, Candice, mm. it's a, it would be a big challenge for a coach. It would be a massive challenge, mm. and, and is it one that you want to take on? Yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, there's been so many names thrown up and, and some really good candidates, but for me, uh, it's it's the DNA that I, I have mentioned once before this week. It's They've lost that, and they need to get someone who knows that, that DNA and someone who knows what it's like to be a doggy supporter. And, and, and I've thrown a doggy's player, and, and the one person that I – that comes to mind for me, and I've said it, is um, Jimmy Dimmick. Mm-hmm. He took over the side in 2011 and as an interim coach and won five out of the eight games that he was coaching. He's coached under Ricky Stewart, under Des Hasler. He's played for the Doggies. Um, for me, he's someone that could come right in and just give the whole place an overhaul. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's an old way of thinking. Some clubs are like that, though, Rich, in where, where they are better with the club legend there to coach the club. We see that at Manly. Maybe yeah, that I was has to say. Yeah. Manly's a perfect example. Mm. I mean Des Des has, you know, maroon blood running through his veins. I I hesitate to say that in present company, but there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, I, I, look, I wouldn't argue with Candace on that. She's obviously given that a lot of thought and and I'm sure that's being considered. But you do need someone who who understands the nature of the beast there. It's also do you want to be involved with Gus Gould. And I know that uh, in, in, it sounds really horrible, but we've seen what's going on with Barrett. We saw a few weeks ago how he took over the training session, and I think that's when the writing was on the mm. wall. But it's someone that needs to work, uh, be able to work alongside him um, because he obviously does have a huge influence on that club and on the NRL. Okay, one triple three five three doggies fans. If you want to have your say on it, you can give us a call. Let's talk about the Tigers now. Look, you know what? The season, we're getting to halfway through the season, believe it or not, and they've won a few games, the Tigers. They've knocked over a couple of big scalps. They're not where they need to be. They've got a lot of injuries. If we look at them on paper with their top squad, well, Jackson Hastings, obviously one of the buyers of the year. Dane Laurie comes back. Uh, obviously, Brooks wasn't there last night. Dewey comes back. Rich, there's, you know, they could just be heading in the right direction. 
Yeah, they could, but like all these bottom sides, they've got to have their best side on the park going 100% to be able to beat sides above them. And is that realistic for an entire season? Mm. Probably not. And they're the ones that suffer. When they get you know injuries and illness, they're the ones, you know, they just can't beat the sides above them. And, and sides above them can have a few players out and still win. I just find it very hard to see the you know the bottom four climbing off the bottom. That's Titans, West Knights, and and Bulldogs. I, I just can't see it happening. Oh yeah, I also like the look of the Tigers. They, they've won three this season. I know they've lost the last couple besides last night, but they were a much improved side, and I like the look of them. And they're not going to have too many players out with Origin, so I think that's maybe if they can get some consistency and a few players back on the park, that might be where they can, um, you know, get a few more points. Okay, one triple three five three. The phones are gone absolutely bunter for this one. Doggies fans calling in, wanting to have their say on what direction the doggies should take from here. You can have a whinge, you can give them a pat on the back, you can show your support too if you want. Uh, everybody's club goes through it, where you just can't seem to get out of the quagmire, but eventually you do, and they will too, I guarantee you. But one triple three five three. This is the Dead Set Legends on Triple M. When talking sport 24-7 is barely enough. Will you ever shut up? This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. With Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Dead Set Legends on Triple M. See, that's, a, that's an appropriate song if you're in the car on your way to join the queue to vote. <laughs> ACDC Highway to Hell. Time for this. We've been there for it all. 4 and 20. Australia's original fan food. The Dead Set Legends Play of the Week. Yeah, absolutely, and we love this one from last night. Here is our Play of the Week. Moses, the coach egging him on, so is all the crowd. He's on the sideline. Mitchell Moses hits it. Yes! And over it goes from the sideline. Parramatta win and the rest is history. And we talked about Parramatta, and I just think quickly on that Play of the Week, I just think they've just got that 1% more... And we all know how important it is to have that goal kicker that can kick them under pressure situations. Yeah, most definitely. And and just watching the the fans and the crowd go up there last night, and it was a good crowd too. Yeah. Um, you know, what a finish to a match. Mm, okay. Well, less said about it, the better for Rich Friedman. So what yes. we'll do is we might take another song and come back and be joined by the great Liesl Jones, one of Australia's all-time best swimmers, Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. The Dead Set Legends on Triple M, Richard Friedman, Candace Warner, uh, Dan Ganane off crook today, so it's Maroon here filling in for Dan, so he's at home with the flu, and straight we go straight from here back to his place, rub the Vicks into his chest, and he'll be okay to return <laughs> to Fox League. Man like, flu. Man flu of some mm. sort. Well, see, I get the urn because I'm filling in for him, Rich, so if he backs this one up with COVID, <laughs> that's not going to be the worst thing that happens. Well, Dan could end up in an urn. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, we wish you well. We hope you get better. Yes, we do. We yeah. love Dan. We always get the big guests to talk about the big controversies in sport. Liesl Jones, welcome to the Dead Set Legends. Hello, how are you? Always great to catch up with you. I know Candice and Richard got a million questions about all this, Candice. Yes, well, so I'm, first of all, I'm so excited that we're actually talking about swimming because it's not every day that we get that opportunity. But, Liesl, it's been an amazing Australian Championship so far for so many reasons. We've seen Zach Stubbley-Cook break the 200 metres breaststroke world record and, of course, Shana Jack making an incredible comeback. 
It's just been so incredible to see and it's so nice to have swimming back on the telly again, which is always good. Um, but it's just good to see good performances because it's very rare that that actually happens after an Olympic Games. There's usually a huge slump. People are finding their motivation again. They're getting back into competition. So usually the times are not that fast. So to see Zach Stubbity Cook break a world record, be the first man to go under 206 for the 200 breaststroke was just incredible. And, yeah, it's just been stellar performance after stellar performance, and it's just so nice to see. And also Cody Simpson just bringing a little bit of sparkle back into swimming, which has been so great. Yeah, a little bit of, like, Hollywood back into swimming. Uh, that, that's good. But more to talk about him in a minute. Candace, Candace is dying to ask you a question about <laughs> this. But, you know, on some of the other performances, the, the girls have been flying it looks like they're probably getting better. Um, you know, that, that they're probably the leading the pack, really, aren't they? Yeah, for sure. And women have always dominated in swimming anyway, and it, which has been so good. But it's so great to see the men stepping up and performing and doing really fast times. Um, but, yeah, it's so great to see someone like Shayna Jack. I can't imagine how challenging that must have been for her and the turmoil she's been through in the last four years. She's been through the court she's done everything and has turned up in a swum so fast and it's just so great to see um she's back in the 50 freestyle today where she's actually qualified number one so that's going to be really great to see her swim really fast we do have a few people that aren't competing because of a new clause that if you win at i think it's something like if you win at the olympics you get automatic qualifying if you want to uh, compete in that event you don't have to do trials so we're missing a few we don't have kate campbell we don't have bronte campbell but it's so great to see shana up there and being number one molly o'callaghan on the make on the rise Oh, it's so good. Molly has just the most beautiful story. I've actually got a personal connection to Molly. Our, our, our mothers work together and she's just an absolute superstar. She has just made some huge changes training alongside some absolute superstars and she is just going from strength to strength. So she's already performed well in Tokyo uh, as a member of the relay team and now just in some individual events, she's just doing some great work. So she's a name on the rise. She's going to be on everyone's lips. So, yeah, watch out for Molly O'Callaghan. Lisa, we could talk about, um, you know, the women swimmers all day. We know Lani Pallister had a really emotional win in the 800 free, but let's talk about what everyone wants to hear. So, obviously, there's a you lot going hear. on with um, <laughs> Cody Simpson, but for me who, who knows swimming, um, Cole Chambers finished second in that 100 fly. Cody Simpson finished third. He misses out on team selection. It is no big deal, right? Yep. Yeah, so for that race, Kyle Chalmers, who was second, thought that he wasn't going to swim the 100 fly, and then he's done a backflip and said he does want to swim the 100 fly. I get the feeling the reason for that is because it's always good on the first day if it's not your pet event. He did. He has said that he started out in butterfly, and butterfly and freestyle do, there's a lot of crossover. So for him, I get the feeling he might want to have a really big hit out in the 100 fly, which he's actually really strong in, just to blow out some cobwebs, get the feeling of what the marshalling area is like, just get a feel for the process. So I'm thinking that's what his thought process is behind Liesl, that. Um, th yeah. This is not what she wants to ask you. No, Go it on. is. Oh, it is. You want to ask about the no, rumour about, no. about 
No, Kyle's I don't. Love triangle. No, yes. I don't want. To, I don't care about that. It doesn't interest me. Ah. I, I love. We swimming. all do. And even <laughs> I'm. I'm a big fan of swimming, and even I'm like, oh, this is juicy. I'm actually loving this. Um, I, I know, like, full credibility, and they are absolute superstars. But we love when there's a bit of salacious gossip in swimming. Well, it's we better we better background for people who haven't heard it. That Kyle Chalmers was going out with Emma McKeon, and now. Cody Simpson is apparently moved in with her, and that's the little you know the, the, they're saying, oh, that's why he's, he's you tipped love Cody this, out of the team. You, you, I, ju- I you read it. I think it's one of these it, rumors that you're trying to palm it off to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these rumors yes. that get going, which are normally wrong. Uh, Richard right. loves a bit of gossip. He's yeah. all about it. Mm. He just yeah, we're old mates, it, you so. see, Liesl. Until now. <laughs> I know you. Hey, uh, Liesl, we've got to let you go. But listen, uh, all the best to you on the drive show in uh, southeast Queensland up there in Brizzy with uh, with Liam Flanagan and the great Dobbo. How are you going? That That's all going to plan for you? Oh, going really well. Yeah, we're just loving it. So we were down on the coast for Blues on Broadbeach yesterday, yep. so a whole lot of fun. So, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, we just love having a bit of a laugh, so it's all good. Good on you, Lisa. Always great to catch up. Thank you. See ya. Good on you. Dead Set Legends on Triple M. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. It's the Dead Set Legends on Triple M. G'day to all the people who have called in, Candice, to tell us that they have uh, completed the mission of voting. They've had the vote, they've had the sausage sizzle, they've had the cupcake, and now they're off to do the shopping. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're, they're going better than I am. Mm. I haven't done any of those today yeah. yet. So good day yeah, once. I've again. only got to, got to have a bet. That's all. Right. Tough day I just want to have a bet on the winner. Okay. <laughs> so you're going to have a bet on the outcome of the election. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. Did, did you give us a hot tip before? Did you how you thought it would play out? Uh, I reckon the independents will be strong, stronger than people expect, which means it could be a minority government. I think it might be a Labor minority government. That's my tip. And that there is there is a price on that. Mm-hmm. You can back that. What okay. is it paying? No, I don't know. It varies every minute. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys, it's time for this. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. Well, here we go. This is what's going on around the world. Will Zalatoris leads the PGA Championship after two rounds. He's yeah, he's a young uh, American. He's on the rise, too. He's at nine under. He leads by a stroke from uh, Mito Pereira, who's from Chile, Mm. on his first year in the tour, going really well. He's at eight under. Then you've got a few big names there. Justin Thomas, Bubba Watson, Rory McIlroy. They're probably in the hunt. Our best player, Cam Smith, he's tied for 10th at the moment. Yeah. Um, He had a bit of an ordinary day today. He shot even par, a couple of birdies on the front, a couple of bogeys on the back. Just never really got it going. And Tiger Woods hobbled his way to three over. Uh, Good enough to play on the weekend. Do you play Candace, I have started to play, yeah. yeah. Mm. So I've actually got a game tomorrow. Right. Um, played with my mum on Wednesday and, and went to the driving range on Monday. So I, I've got the bug a little cool. bit. I wouldn't say I'm good, she, but I enjoy She will it. be off scratch within 12 <laughs> minutes. No, you watch. No you watch. I hope. I hope. Yeah. I hope you're right. Yeah. Where'd you play, if I can ask? Well, I've, I, on New South Wales, yep. but then I went to Royal Botany. So oh, cool. So I, I mix things up. I'm, yeah. I'm all about, you know, just... You know, mixing it up. The Swans delivered stirring a, sec- a stirring second home comeback against a second half comeback against Carlton, but in the end, it wasn't enough. Carlton beating the Swans one hundred two eighty seven at Marvel Stadium. And just on that maroon, the Swans won three of the four quarters. Right, they just got smashed in the second quarter by thirty nine points. 
which just put them out of the game. But three of the four quarters they won. They weren't that bad. They they, they fought hard in the second half, just couldn't get over the top of, of Carlton. They got a break on them. Yeah, they, they actually have a really big game next Friday night. They're taking on um, Richmond at the SCG. Now, the interesting thing about that, there's been a lot of talk about uh, Dustin Martin maybe switching to Sydney. What do you reckon, Rich? Well... We tipped it here on this program three weeks ago. In Melbourne here, they're talking about it like it's only just happened. What do you think Dustin Martin was doing in Sydney for all those weeks back about a month ago? Uh, it was raining every day in Sydney. He wasn't here going to the beach. Yeah. He was He was up here checking the joint out. Now, they've got both clubs, Swans and, and uh, Greater Western Sydney, would both love to have him. It'll be a m- massive deal if they can get him up here to Sydney. How, what, how are the uh, other mob going? I don't hear so much about GWS, obviously, as we do about yeah. Sydney Swans. Yeah, well just, then, yeah, just lost their coach, and they've had a, you know, I, I'd say they've had a disappointing season so far. Mm-hmm. They have, but there's still, about, I think, 13 rounds to go, and uh, Mark McVeigh is going to take over, which I think is, is a good choice as an interim coach. We'll be not sure if he'll get the full time job, whether that could go to, you know, there's a lot of talk about Alistair Clarkson going there, but. Mark McVeigh's been there for about eight years, so he knows the the place well, and it's a little bit of a a dress rehearsal for him, I think. Okay, we'll take a break when we come back. Plenty to get through. Still on the Dead Set Legends, we're going to catch up with our old mate Ryan Girdler from Triple M NRL, Greg Rust from Rusty's Garage. It's all on the way. It's the Dead Set Legends at Triple M. Ladies and gentlemen, the best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane and racing royalty, Richard Friedman. Join Iron Woman, Candice Warner. Welcome back. And welcome back, everybody. Dan Ganane is off with the flu. So me being a good mate of Dan said, I will step in. Uh, so it's Maroon here. Good on you. And, Dan, if you're listening at home, mate, get well, old mate. We miss your calls on Fox League. So that's, And speaking of which, um, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner, there are a couple of great games today. First one um, will be the Dragons taking on uh, the Warriors. And can I just mention that our producer, Charlie White, Chicka White, <laughs> one of the producers here, he's making his debut on the sideline. Can I tell you, Can I tell you, Rich, when I say he's making his debut, we did everything. We tried to get someone from interstate. We sent someone down George Street with a sandwich board on them. There was just no one else. Hey, no Chicka. One. Check it. Just, just be careful of the crowd, mate. Uh, don't, don't interact with them too much. They can turn. They can turn, buddy. Yeah, Candice, do you have any advice for him? Oh, maybe wear a helmet. Yeah. I mean, maybe wear a helmet. Yeah. You, you, you might need a pair of gum boots and a raincoat. Yeah. Uh, and and check it. You've got a whole game to figure out something interesting to say. So don't come out with something bland and boring, all right? Just make something up. Even if nothing's going on, just make something funny up. He is out there actually doing preparation. Mm. Richard, as you know, if he's going to start doing preparation, he's not going to make it in this business. (laughs) No, he's he's gone already. Uh, Cowboys take on the... um, uh, This will be a great game, the Cowboys-Melbourne Storm game. Cowboys going for six in a row. Candice up there in North Queensland. Yeah, they're looking really good. A lot of people wrote them off at the, the start of the season saying that they, they could have been wooden spooners, but they're the surprise mm. package. They're playing really consistently. They're playing well. Uh, and the Storm, we you know, didn't play very well last week. Um, you know, they came out saying that they played like a, a bunch of 12-year-olds. So they're going to want to turn things around, but they've got a lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Rich? Your thoughts on that one? Oh, no, I'm with Candice there. Mm-hmm. I, I think the Storm will come out, you know, they'll have smoke coming out their ears. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be playing them. Penrith uh, and Roosters at the SCG. I've got a feeling Penrith might just mop them up. 
Yeah, they were impressive last mm. week. They they just they are so good. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. if, the, if, if the coach is out. It doesn't matter if one of their star players aren't there. They find a way to win, and, and convincingly, I think. Uh, the Roosters have more injuries. Um, Victor Radley also yeah. out. Mm. Uh, yeah, I just think the, the Panthers are going to be way too good. Rich? Uh, look, I, I, I think the Panthers, if they play their, their top game, they beat everybody. But Roosters just can't write them off. You know, they, they produce performances from nowhere sometimes. And, and I, I just think they've got enough depth to, to worry them anyway. But I think Panther will get over the top. Righto. Before we go to a song, Richard Friedman, do you have a tip for our listeners today? I'm going to go a little wide here. Now, I'm down in Melbourne. I'm down here to saddle up a couple of horses at Flemington, and one of them is a horse called Circularity in the last. Now, I know he's $16 at the moment, mm. so he's, you know, I'm saying this with some trepidation, not with a lot of confidence, but he's been going very well and carrying big weights. He's got to carry another big weight today, but they all have, yeah. and he's used to it. So I think he can sneak into a place at the long odds. Okay, Circularity, and that's at the last at Flemington. Yep. Okay. Dead Set Legends on Triple M. When we return, we're going to have a chat to Ryan Girdler, get his thoughts on the games last night. It's the Dead Set Legends at Triple M. If it happens on the field, in the change rooms, or the car park, hear about it here. Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, Candace Warner. This is the Dead Set Legends on Triple M. Time to talk a bit of NRL. We've already had a couple of good games for this round. Of course, Manly and Parramatta last night. Well, lots and lots of bad news for Manly fans out of that. Let's welcome in Ryan Girdler. Hello, Girds. Hello, Maroon. Got yourself into another little gig on a Saturday morning, have you now? Well, you know what they say about me? I get in where water can't, mate. Yes, I have <laughs> found myself yeah, another absolutely. gig. Hey, guys. <laughs> How you doing? More like black mould. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start off, mate, with that uh, earlier game, that game at Leichhardt. Always a good crowd at Leichhardt. Great place to watch rugby league. And sometimes we do see that side bounce back after the coach uh, is uh, walks away, but it wasn't the case last night. It was a good win for the Tigers. Yeah, they had to get the job done, didn't they? Yesterday, Maroon, I mean, it was a three- or four-day preparation for the Bulldogs, who had a turbulent week, to say the least, and... I think they had a flu go through the joint as well, so that didn't help their cause. But, yeah, they showed some signs there, I think, at the back end of the... Oh, early in the second half. I think it was 18-0 at half time. The Tigers just came out, and they were really professional, completed high, and just kind of did what they needed to do to, to get the job done in those sort of poor conditions in front of a decent crowd. But, yeah, then they just went to sleep after half time. The Bulldogs got back in the contest, but then just some little discipline. I think one of their boys, Shop, got... Um, he got in for 10 minutes, and... Tigers were able to just re- regroup, get back to get. You know, I think Hastings came back on. He got ten minutes as well, and yeah, they just went on with the job from there, and it was all over. Yeah, there was a lot of pressure on him with no Brooks, uh, but he was tremendous last night. He was good, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's been he's just been a revelation for the Tigers. He's just so they completed, as I said, like ninety something percent, and I think it's on the back of the team knowing that um, they've got the confidence at the back end of their sets that. He's going to end up with a, a good kick or a good play that's going to get him in a, a really strong position. So, yeah, playing with a lot of confidence out there at the moment, the Tigers, and I think it's on the back of Jackson Hastings and what he brings to that team. I was listening to Mick Potter, you know, the, the post-match analysis, and um, it was very upbeat and very positive and said there were good signs. And that, Mick but... was. He was not. No, no, he seemed so. <laughs> he seemed like he had, really? he had... Yeah, he seemed like he had decent things to say about him. And yeah, what okay. is he going to say? But, but, but the bottom line is, they're fighting it out for the spoon. You know, the, the Titans, West Tigers, Knights and Bulldogs, wh- wh- who's your tip there? Because one of them's going to finish at the bottom. 
Oh, yeah, look, uh, yeah, I, I think, I, I don't know, I haven't seen sort of the run in reach, and I think it'll come down to who they play, but it's hard to see the dogs sort of winning too many more games. Like, I, it's just, it just seems funny to me, mate, and I don't believe Trent was, he walked away. I know Trent pretty well, and I think he was, he was pushed, and I'm just not sure whether that's the best result for the club. Unless you've got someone else there ready to sort of come in, you've got Trent, who's already had like 10 games, and they mightn't have been playing the way that, uh, he would have liked or the, the fans and the um, board would have liked but at least the, the players had a consistent he was there and maybe give him till the end of the year and, and and then have someone ready in the wings to come in but just to have a guy walk away sort of midweek and then try and rebuild from there on and get your season going again I, I just think it's too much it's of a disruption though. I don't yeah. think they've got yeah I don't think you've got, they've got the, the, the guy there the leadership there ready to sort of take over even as a senior group of players you know I just don't think they've got the group there to handle that situation and then on the back of that go on and win footy games at that level so I think the dogs will struggle mate and I think they'll probably get the spoon okay tell you what we'll do we'll uh come back we'll talk about this other game last night was a a sensational game Parramatta getting up in the end to beat Manly but we'll talk about that shortly with Ryan Girdler this is the Dead Set Legends on Triple M Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. This is the Dead Set Legends on Triple M. We're talking about the world's greatest game, the NRL with Candace Warner, Richie Friedman and, of course, uh, Ryan Girdler. Now, the first thing you guys, the first thing we all come in here this morning and start getting ready for the show, talk about an injury to Turbo, and the first thing you say, Candace, is poor old New South Wales. Forget bloody New South Wales. <laughs> what yeah. about Manly? I don't yeah. care about Manly, to oh, be honest. She only cares about South. <laughs> Yes. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, that's why we that's love you. Well, yeah. But let's start off with that, Ryan Girdler. The effect this is going to have on a Manly, we don't know the exact amount of time, but we're thinking minimum four, six weeks for Turbo. Yeah, well, it's huge. I mean, he hasn't played a big part in the, uh, in the opening part of the season. And, um, you know, we know how reliant Manly are on what he does. And I think, you know, the sad thing, the really sad thing is that he's hobbled around for the last couple of weeks, actually, when he's been on and there hasn't been a lot of... He has a lot of, you know, um, impact in the performance of Manly and everyone was wondering why. And I think last night when he was on there, we started seeing some signs of the old turbo mm. running out the back of shape and putting on some nice passes, setting up tries and so forth. And he looked a lot freer. So uh, I think the Manly fans would have been getting, you know, a little bit excited about his back now and hopefully he's going to be fully fit and we can start winning some footy games. And I think if he stays on last night, maybe they do. They find a way to get that done. But... Uh, yeah, it was sad for Manly fans and it was very sad for all New South Wales fans that he went off and just a real shame that, um, you know, our, our we all want to see the best players in our game on the field as, as much as possible and I don't think we're going to see much more of Turbo for the rest of the year and definitely not in that series. Well, I guess the good thing about that was they, they put it back in at the ground and he didn't go to the hospital, so that's something. I'm a Manly fan. We was robbed. Yeah. Uh, a 9-2 to two penalty <laughs> yeah. count. And Desi describes the, uh, the the refereeing or some of the decisions as, inverted commas, dubious. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment, Rich. Yeah, not, ma- not many things went your way last night. I think the, um, the Kepi, I mean, the thin bidding now of guys when as, as soon as someone gets lifted and then obviously that, uh, that ball load pass at the back end of the game that was, you know, everyone could see that that was forward. But, yeah, things not falling the way, the... Um, the old Eagles at the moment, Rich, and it must be frustrating. I think what he's slid back to about 10th now and no turbo and origin coming up where DCE and you mightn't lose too many other guys, but um, yeah, it's going to be a tough period. I think we're ninth. 
<laughs> and what did you make of uh, Mitch Moses' performance? He got sent off close to half time, and then you know converted for for the winning points. Yeah, Candice, it was amazing, wasn't it? I mean, I, the thing I've liked about Parramatta and their development over the last couple of years is those guys have just tried to own those moments. I think, you know, four or five years ago, they've always had the talent, but they just probably haven't had the guys when those moments were there to, to just to grab them and, and really kind of own them. And I think that's what they've done over the last couple of years. And we've seen that with Gutherson now and Mitchell Moses. Uh, in those big moments, they sort of stand up and they want them and... Um, and he, yeah, he just got up. And as a goal kicker, they're the things that you, the situations you actually always want to, you know, be in. It's what you train for, and you're always visualising that. You know, it's the end of the game, and whether it's a final or just a big game like last night was, and you're on the sideline, and it's, it's all squared up, and you've got this kick to win, and then you bring in the, obviously the weather as well and the conditions. And um, yeah, I think Mitch is doing a great job for Paramount. I thought he was exceptional last week against the Roosters in that loss. Uh, and last night, yeah, he had some moments, but um, yeah, when, when it counted, he was there and uh, he nailed it. It was brilliant. Seeing Gutherson playing well, obviously Mitchell Moses. Parra's now beaten Melbourne. They've beaten Penrith um, and obviously Manly last night. You know, for Parramatta fans, there's, there's a lot to look forward to. Like they, they, Surely they'd be getting excited. Yeah, and you know what? You don't have to win every game in the regular season to go on and have a successful final series or even win the competition. It, it doesn't have to happen. As long as you can find your way, I think it's important you end up in that top four and you and you sort of, on the big day, if you've got the confidence and momentum and um, you know you haven't got any injuries to your key players and it's, you only need to get that one win and they've proven that they can do it, I mean, I, I don't see why they can't do that again on the big stage. So I think they'd be really excited, the Parramatta fans. I think this is... They showed in last year's final series that when everyone doubted them that they could sort of put in a good performance at the back end of the season, which has been questioned over the last four or five years. But, you know, two big scalps so far in the season um, thus far and uh, a final series to look forward to. There's some guys going into origin and they're just sort of, I think they're just going along rather nicely at the moment. Okay, Gerd, it's good to talk to you, mate. You're calling any games this weekend or is that it for you for today? Yeah, good to see you've done your research, Maroon. I'm calling the game at 3 o'clock with you. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, things... You must, ha- be looking, you must be really looking forward to it, mate, are you? Uh, listen, mate, all I've got to know is what time I've got to be here and what yeah, jumper's yeah. wearing what number. Beyond that, you're, mate, you just worry about yourself, OK? You're, you're, hey, you're a great team player, Maroon. That's yeah. I tell you, he's looking sharp today as well. He's got his blazer on and he looks all business. Thanks very much, Candice. Well, I, I, I just... Just, it just was, cut Gergs off. It was a late call-up, so I just had put on what I had on last night. Yeah, well, you look impressive. Thank you very no much. No worries. We'll take a break. This is the Dead Set Legends on Triple A. Making a racket. Little tennis joke there. You are the worst umpire that I've ever seen in my life. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Kinane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Rusty's Motorsport Update for Bendix. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Yeah. On the line, our good mate Greg Rust from Rusty's Garage Podcast, where you can get it free on the Listener app. Everyone's doing the Listener app thing. Morning, Rusty. Morning, Maroon. Nice to catch up with you, old mate. Supercars in country Victoria this weekend at Winton. Uh, this almost ends up like a state of origin, really. The Queenslanders in enemy territory, they're going to be hard to beat. 
You know, mate, that the Red Bull team, obviously, which Shane Van Gisbergen races for, he's got a 164-point lead in the championship. So they're in, as you kind of say, enemy, uh, enemy territory. And Dick Johnson racing are, are strong as well. So the Victorian teams, though, have, uh, have fired the first shot in practice with Will Brown going, going quickest in practice one this morning. So we know that Cameron Waters will be strong there for Tickford as well. And the Brad Jones team are literally just up the road from, uh, from Albury. So it should be a pretty good weekend there. F1's in Spain this weekend, and the Ferraris, they look pretty good overnight, and Merck, they're looking a bit better too. But everyone's talking about cloning. Has <laughs> the Aston Martin team, like, have they just copied the Red Bull car? Richard, this is the allegation, and the officials say they're in the clear at the moment. So Christian Horner uh, naturally has sort of said, well, uh, it's not surprising that uh, these, you know, quote-unquote similarities with the the floor, which plays such an important part aerodynamically on these cars, um, looks a bit more like theirs, he claimed anyway, um, with some updates that Aston Martin have brought this weekend, because some Red Bull staff in the last year or, or six months or so have gone across to Aston Martin. Now, no one's suggesting they've taken a USB stick or anything with them, because obviously no. a lot of things would be up upstairs <laughs> in the brain, but, but, uh, but yeah, interesting times, a bit of, hey. bit of kind of... Yard copycat stuff going on. Yeah, well, how come this? They all have different manufacturers who all have different designers, but every year the cars look all the same. Mm. <laughs> well, the, the rules are designed to actually try and uh, stop them from going crazy with the checkbook and and um, you know making a raft of, of things that take everyone down this this hole financially. So I mean, it's still a very expensive game, Richard, as you know. And Red Bull, um, from the, uh, the practice standpoint, they haven't got the fastest car. Charles Leclerc's been fastest there in Spain. But from a race pace point of view, Max Verstappen looks like the man heading into qualifying tonight. Rusty, there's a lot of talk that um, this rider shuffle at the end of the season could be bigger than we thought. Now tell me, will Jack Miller stay at Ducati next year? Candice, this is a, a really interesting question, and it's compounded by the fact that Suzuki are going to withdraw from the sport at the end of the year. So it's a little bit like a game of musical chairs where there's probably not going to be enough left for everyone at the end of it. So Jack Miller at the moment has just picked up a bit of silverware in, in France for the factory Ducati team. They say he's likely to go back to the satellite squad where he's been successful uh, before. But then during the week, there's been a bit of talk emerged that he could even end up at KTM. And that's where Remy Gardner, the son of uh, Wayne Gardner, the 1987 world champion, he's a part of that framework there at the moment. So interesting times for Jack Miller. Uh, we'll wait and see um, where he lands. But our, our silly season, if you like, for MotoGP is already underway, which is crazy for May. And as I leave you guys this morning quickly to Scotty McLaughlin in the top 10 on Fast Friday at Indianapolis, the big race, the Indy 500 next weekend, which we'll talk about on The Legend. Outstanding. Rusty's Garage podcast on the Listener app. Always good to catch up, old mate. Cheers, guys. Take care. Dead Set Legends back after this. Get your helmet on. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner. Dead Set Legends, Candice Warner, Richard Friedman, marooning for Dan Ganane. Time for this. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Dead Set Legends Sports Update. All right, now we've finally learnt that Candice has finally taken up a little bit of golf. Richard, you're a little bit more of an expert in this arena. Uh, at the US PGA Championship, Rory McIlroy has dropped back to fifth. Uh, he's five behind young American Will Zalatoris. The only Aussie with a chance, Cam Smith, who's seven back at two under. Yeah, just didn't have a great day. Couldn't get it going today. Even par for the round last night. And uh, just 
you know, a couple of birdies on the front, a couple of bogeys on the back. Just couldn't get it going. He's probably too far off them to win. He's got to make up, well, in two rounds, he's got to make up seven strokes at the moment. He'd have to play very well to get back in the mix. Okay. Wow. Now, there's some big news, as we all know, well, us, three of us know, out of the NRL last night. Tom Trebojevic's shoulder injury. At best, he appears to be gone for a few weeks. Parramatta 22-20 winners over Manly. The Tigers beating Canterbury 36-22. to Maybe a few weeks is being optimistic, Candice? I think so. Mm. Um, it looked pretty nasty the way he was carrying his, his arm. I know it was a shoulder, but just the way he was carrying it last night when he was off the field, he was in a lot of pain. Alrighty. They put it back in at the ground. That's that's something. Yeah. That's something. Well, that was that one the night before. I don't know if you guys saw it. Bradman bested the elbow. And, mm. oh. Yeah. Gee, they're tough, aren't they, rugby league players? Tough. That's why I was never any good at it. Uh, <laughs> the Swans dropped to six and four with their 15-point loss to Carlton. The Giants play tomorrow at home against the West Coast. You guys love a bit of AFL? Oh, I love it's the Swans. Right. Mm. They, they, they only lost the second quarter. They they led the first quarter. They got smashed in the second quarter by Carlton. They got, ended up thirty nine points. Carlton were adrift. much better. They were. They, everyone knows they were better in that quarter. But then the Swans won the last two quarters. Just couldn't make up the leeway. They're a bit frustrating at the moment. The Swannies. They're just a bit patchy. Their form at the moment. Okay. One of the great days of world sport happens tomorrow when the English Premier League is decided. Liverpool need to beat Wolves and hope Manchester City does not win against Villa. Otherwise, the title is City's. What about this? You guys seem to know every sport. Candice, are you across this one? Uh, a little bit. I'm, I'm, I, you know, obviously, Liverpool, uh, they've done so well this season and I'd love to see them smash Man City. Hmm. Mm, okay, it's great old rivalry there. Uh, look, that's just about it for us. Of course, there's a couple of games in the NRL today. That would be the one you can catch on Triple M. Warriors taking on the Dragons, the one we're all looking forward to. Cowboys going for six wins in a row when they take on the Melbourne Storm. This is a great event for North Queensland. And, of course, back here in our beautiful city of Sydney, it's going to be Penrith will take on the Sydney Roosters at the SCG. I'm sure the guys will talk more about that in the Saturday Scrum. Up next, it's Richie's List of Grievances. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Yeah, thanks for filling in for for Dan. Obviously, we miss Dan a lot. If you're listening, get well soon, but you've done such a great job. Thank you. No, thanks for having me. Actually, I think you'd go great on the sideline. Oh, there we go. Would you like to do that? Yeah, throw me in there one day. Why not? Have a crack at that. (laughs) Now, before we go, we've got to have... Is it funny, is it? Is it funny? Go on. Yeah, why go is that on. funny? Why is that so funny? Go on, just move on. Okay. Please. Before we go, your grievance for this morning. I'm staying in a hotel here in Melbourne. Nice hotel. You walk into the shower and there it is. The pump pack or the squeezy tube yeah. of body wash. What's wrong with soap? Uh, I don't want to go into any shower and have to squeeze that goop out of whatever, that, whatever it is. Mm. You get no accuracy with it. Right, you can't sort of lather it on the whole. You can't sort of. It's terrible, and and it just washes off in a second. Mm. And who knows what is in that pump pack? You know what? Some of these these places they put in the soap with the moisturiser in it. I yeah. won't name the brand, but there's soap with moisturiser. You come out greasier than you went in. You know what, Rich? I'll have to agree with you to some degree here. I hate when they mix the shampoo with the conditioner. It's like a shampoo conditioner. It yeah. just it doesn't shampoo or it doesn't conditioner. It just makes your hair no good. There we yeah. go. See, 
th- th- these are things that could be easily fixed. And also, never you, fixed. you can't take the bar of soap home as well, can you? Why? Now, don't start Because Anna, there's no right? bar of soap anymore. That's <laughs> why. Oh, yeah, soap yes. in hotels, all right? I tell you what, but, uh, while you're on your way, ponder that for a quality problem as you're on your way <laughs> to vote today. You two, I'll see you next time I fill in. If it happens on the field, in the change rooms, or the car park, hear about it here. Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, Candace Warner.